G'day everyone, Mark here. Welcome to Porsche Talk Podcast. As always, joined by Ajmal. G'day Ajmal, how are you today? I'm good. Uh, so I'm Ajmal, flat cab driver, sometimes on YouTube, not very often, but uh, on Instagram as flat cab driver. I've just hit a thousand followers. Woohoo! Hey, on which one? Instagram or YouTube? Instagram. Instagram. Oh, well done. I don't do anything on YouTube. So, I'm not even But pro- you know what? That seems like such a huge number. I'm not even going to promote my social media. Or I'm that piss poor at it. Me too. Well, that's why I've only hit a thousand after God knows how long. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep putting up photos of my it's food. Okay. And yeah, it's all about quality, not quantity. That is true. I need to provide both of those. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fair cop. Fair cop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how are you? What's been going on? Oh, look, it is the pit of winter, which is the opposite of I know what's going on in the UK at the moment. It's almost... Perth-like weather over there, but people are just dropping in the streets. Well, yesterday it was sort of hitting 40 degrees. Yeah, yeah, so it's like our average for February for the whole month. Yeah, got it. Oh, it was baking. I mean, you know, when you it's so energy sapping that you can't get up. But uh, luckily, because our house is so old and it's made of old materials and brick and part of it sort of underground almost. Sure. It was a comfortable 23 to 24 degrees in some rooms. But if yeah, you left nice. those rooms, the heat would just hit you like a wave. Yeah, and okay. I did not leave the house yesterday. But it's about 15 degrees lower today. Oh, lovely. How mad is that? Nice day. I know. I'm in a loft. So, almost, you know, almost civil. I, I, yeah, exactly. Yesterday, I would not have been able to come into this I, room. Yeah, I know which room tomorrow. in your house this room is that you podcast from. And I think had you walked in the front in the door to this room yesterday, you would just burst into flames. Exactly. Exactly. It would have been just some spontaneously combusting. It was ridiculous but it's it's over with but at the same time i'm going on holiday next week to italy italy yeah 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 uh, and it's it's 40 degrees every day there yeah well it's this time of the year it's uh you're you're about to trip over into ferragosto which is their summer month off so worst time ever to go to italy you're going to end up over there the hottest month nothing's actually open because everyone who lives there is on holiday Oh, it'll be fine. It's I've been unless you're going to Rome before. or Venice or Florence or something, it'll be okay, oh. I guess. Yeah. You know. Oh no, no, I'm I'm up in Umbria, so I'm in I'm in the sticks. Yeah, nice one. Um, so I'll be in and around Perugia, places like that, and I love it there. It's just it's unspoiled. It is a nice. Spot. It's, it's I mean, unspoiled the is actually the wrong term. The Romans have been, have been in, there for thousands of uh, years. South in the south, Puglia, when yeah, it's yeah. been kind of august and it's hit 40 degrees and it's just more than 40 degrees and it's energy sapping but um but in in umbria i love umbria yeah lovely now people didn't tune in to this podcast to talk weather they tuned in to talk porsche that is true however we have very little contribute to that conversation so let's keep talking about umbria uh, well, yeah, Umbria is brilliant, and but the, but the thing is, I do have an update about my Porsche 912. The 912, okay, let's hear it. I've got uh, some car stuff. Because... I've made some notes. Look at this. What? That just sounds like you. That's a lot of notes. It's not. I oh, wait. Like... Wait to hear some of the information I've got here. It's, it's going to crack you up. See, well, well, something just occurred to me just now, which I'll tell you about later. But anyway, the 912, the 912. Yep. Um, so I've only been out in it once what? since. You did that trip and then you've been out once. Yeah, I've only been out once Sell since. Sell it. Uh, no, no. 
I need to sell the box to, but the box is in the storage thing. So yeah, it's complicated. Anyway, the 912, you know, it had the high, did I tell you about the high idle? Yeah, with your, with your wobbly um, rotor button. Yep. Yep. Now, the last time we spoke, I don't think I'd put the new one on, had I? No, you had not. Yeah, so I've got the new one, Making put a it difference. on, and it's it's a million times better. Oh, yes. Um, Six-pound part. Like, I know, I know. Six pounds fifty, actually. Was it really? I just guessed the amount. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> and so I couldn't, I had to, I thought, you know what, I'll adjust. It was it, the idols at 1,100 instead of 2,500 RPM. Yep. So I... Um, I thought, you know what? I'll just adjust the timing by ear a little bit. That's a great because idea. it's popping yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because you've you've got the ear. Yep, great idea. Yep, of course, of course. Yep. Um, because it was it's at idle at low idle, it's popping. And I thought that's probably a carb adjustment, but I'll see if it's yeah. anything on. Let here. me dick asked. around with timing to fix my carbs. Yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah okay. let me let me dick around with something that I probably won't be able to fix. But I did mark a line where it was so I could put it back. Great which idea. I did, which I did. Yeah, yeah. Which I did. Because when I adjusted it, it just didn't. It didn't rev quite in the same way. Just hang so on. I just want to interrupt you for a second. Are there 11 lines? Well, do you know which no. line to line up to? Have you done this in the past? I don't know. No, it's just that I made a new line. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I made a new line in a new color so I could be confused. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I adjusted it a little bit and it just started farting and, uh, you know, trembling sure. and all sorts yeah. so i just put it back to where it was and today is where i'm going to take it out because yesterday and the day before i would have just you know combusted yep internal combusted dad that, joke. that's too tenuous that's less like a dad joke you yeah. can't say stuff like i would need to edit we're that both out. dads and i reckon 98 percent of our listeners are as well yeah i i would agree with that yeah okay so yeah, the dad jokes are yeah. out, they're out in the open now they're, they're totally out in the open. And and the, the problem is my seven-year-old hates all of my dad jokes. That, you know what? That's how you know they're working. Unless, unless your child is cringing, it's not quality. That is true. That is true. She did laugh at one, and that's the one that she's sticking with. She's saying it's never going to get better than that yeah, one. You, and that was peaked, the old. You peaked too early, didn't you? I peaked too early. It was the one with what you call a man with a piece of wood on his head. Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, then it goes on yeah, with yeah. two pieces of wood. Yeah, yeah. Edward Wood. Yeah, yeah. Three pieces of wood. Edward Wood. <laughs> and that's yeah, the one. You should have let it go. The one, shouldn't you? I know. I should have got in with. I should have got in low, but I went in too high, and that's it. Now Did you do the whole? The man that lays at your front door. No, I didn't do that one, Matt. Oh, I did the one with the man with a car on his head, Jack. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Flat six. <laughs> oh, what was the other? <laughs> And the only the the one I thought she would laugh at is the how do mountains here with mountaineers? Yeah, you know, yeah, with the mountaineers. <laughs> and she just wasn't having. I gave her the old, you know, hiding a horse mask, a pony one, everything. Yeah, she wasn't nothing. having it. No, okay, that yeah, was yeah. it. I think it was that was it. I went in so high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Everything else just just <laughs> fell flat. So, well, anyway, we, we should we should talk about Porsche. Hey, <laughs> um. Well, Yaris didn't sell on car on uh, collecting cars. What? What do you mean? What? 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 What, what, what does that mean? Well, I had. Did a, not hit the reserve. I had a reserve, right? And it didn't reach yeah. it. What? Do you think that's more to do with what's going on in the world at the moment? Because 
everything's flatlining a bit. Oh, there's no doubt that's having an impact, right? And I probably was two weeks too late to list it. Oh, yeah, I, I get that because... Now, I've advertised it privately since and been ambushed by car wholesalers that are just complete low ballers. All oh, right, okay, yeah, right. yep. And my wife and I were discussing it. We don't actually need to sell it. It's a pretty unique car. If I sit on it for mm. a couple of years and just leave it in the garage and don't put any Ks on it, it will bounce. You know, I, the bottom isn't far from where we are now on a car like that. They're not making any more of them. You know, and the other side of the equation, which came up as a bit of an epiphany, epiphany to me today, in our previous podcast, we've discussed the disparity between Australian GA Yaris prices and the UK Yaris prices. Yeah, we did, yeah. And it, there is a big difference on how much those cars cost in each nation. They're both right-hand drive. I wonder if I don't just put it in a container and send it to you and get you to flog it for me. <laughs> is it, would it sell for any more, though? As in, it well, wouldn't be At the be moment, the market though, value in Australia, right, is the equivalent of about £24,000. Okay. Now, they're it's going to be more well and truly over thirty in the UK. Like 35 is yeah. about median. That is true. Well, I reckon the UK is not far behind Australia in how everything's going to flatline. Yeah, but the flatline is at a higher level. That is true. That is true. Because my friend's got, like I said, he's got he's got one. It's like and the, like the 996 is the other way around, as we brought up in that example yeah. discussion in previous podcasts. Yeah. Where... So, yeah, they double the value here in Australia of what they are in the UK. So should I send you my 996? And, and you, you take my Yaris. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it would. my 996 would make it through the strict controls that they have in Australia. We're not going to register it. That would be impossible with that car. Yeah, my to, just started uh, leaking. I've just put a line through the topics we've already discussed. Okay. If, um, uh, they would they would have to power wash the underneath, and oh yeah, that car's never been washed. That'll fall apart. They'd be like me sandblasting the um, three five six to get metalwork done. The whole car would come home in a bucket. Exactly. So I'm at the moment. It's I see it doesn't get used much because I don't really go anywhere because it's too hot. I'm not going to work. They take a photo. In a, in a three weeks' time, you say, I can't believe how cold it is. Only three weeks ago, it was 40 degrees. <laughs> you guys are going to hang your no, head on this true. 40 degrees so it often will. in the future. It's embarrassing. I think it will be, but I think September, by the time you get to October, the temperature will come down. And I'll be saying, oh, I can't believe how cold it is. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but at the moment, to get into the 996, it's just too hot. And the air conditioning needs a regas. It, it works, but it's you can tell it's starting to. I want to talk know, about. Let's talk about regas for a second. Yeah, it's a closed circuit. If an aircon needs a regas, people fail to appreciate the gas got out, so they just go and regas it. They don't fix where the gas got out; they just go and regas it, right? And then wonder 12 yes. months later, I can't believe I need to regas it again, right? However, 
they never actually troubleshot the problem, which was, where is the gas getting out? Yes, because the, when I first had it regassed, oh, so remember oh when God. I got when I when I got it when I first got it, yeah, yeah, it, the air conditioning didn't work and the belt didn't go over the pulley. Sure, for the compressor, it's got nothing. So, yes, so okay, carry on. No, but I went and, I went and bought uh, the correct fan belt. Yeah, put it on. Great, and you know when you wait for it and think, oh my god, it's just going to explode, but it didn't. It worked fine. Mm-hmm. The pulley was fine. The compressor, they were, the bearings were fine. I turned the air conditioning on from in the car yeah. and I could hear it kick in. Mm-hmm. But obviously there's no, there's no cold air. So I took it to the garage and said, can you test it for leaks? And Because what they normally do is they pressure test it, don't they? I don't know. I'm not, in, I'm not an air conditioning expert. Well, I'll make that neither assumption. Am I. You'd hope that they test for leaks before they just charge you for gas. See, that's the problem. Neither am I. I am not an expert either. But previously, when I've got taken a car and got it regassed, yeah, I've taken it to a garage that pressure tests it. They cycle out every, anything that's already in there, re- remove any moisture that might be in there, and then they regas it. And you know it's going to work. But I took it to the garage that was nearest to where I was working, so I could leave it there for half an hour and come back and pick it up, and then sure, it'd be done. The guy just said it's done. I got in the car. It was ice cold air conditioning, and I was so happy. I drove back to the office. I'm in, I'm in the office, and an hour later, I look out the window, and there's a green puddle under the car. <laughs> cool. It, no, all the liquid is because it's, it's liquid when it's in there. It's all leaked out. So obviously, it evaporates really quickly, but it's all leaked out. Oh, yeah, good. And good, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's not liquid in there, but it, it's, there's something in there that when makes. When I it hear look green like a, under a car, I think coolant. Yeah, it wasn't. Know. It wasn't. I don't know why it was green, but um, but it, there was this puddle under there. I drove home, and obviously it wasn't cold air conditioning. And the classic thing that happens to a 996, which happened to mine, was someone put a jack under it and jacked it off across the air conditioning pipe. Ah. And it squashed out a massive hole in it, so I went back to the same place, and I went, dude, <laughs> did you not test? Did you just keep filling it up with it all pouring out the other end? What did you say? And he went... And he went, oh, we don't pressure test it or test it for leaks. And I thought, really? You just like stick that thing on and take them out? Hang on, wait, wait. I've got to ask a question. Was the workshop called Harry Half Job? No, it was called, am I allowed to say it? Yeah, like, look, they've already taken your money and they've doubted you. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they're called Quick Fit. Quick Fix. Is quick that what you fit. just said? Quick Fit. You know, Quick Fit. K-W-I-K. It turns out it didn't. They are a big chain over here Mm. of tyre. They do tyre replacement, exhaust, brakes, that kind of thing. Yeah, But don't pressure test aircon units. Well, that guy didn't. So I went and got the pipe changed. Jack did that. And then I took it back to him and he didn't charge me again and regassed it. Oh, top bloke. And he said, look. Yeah. So he said, I filled it up, checked the pressure, left it on, and the pressure stayed the same, and it was fine. Now, that was three and a half years ago. That gas should have lasted longer. But the thing I suspect he didn't do was clean it out for any moisture that was already in there. I probably need the dryer changed because the gas open to the element. If you are regassing it, that would imply gas is yep. left. Yeah. 
But I did. I've got a device where I can pressure test it. Ah, okay. So the pressure in there is still really good. Okay. But if if he hasn't cleared it out and the dryer is still sure. old, yeah, okay. Um, I suspect that's affecting its efficiency because it's not that it's stopped working altogether. It's just not as cold as it was. Got it. Um, so I I suspect it just needs a proper service. Sure. And there might be some O-rings that, that, that would imply that would in, that would involve you spending money on the nine nine six, which is you know your policy of reluctance. It, it is. I do reluctantly spend money on. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you don't spend money. It. It's just you need yeah. a gun to your head. Your children held as hostage. Yeah, got it. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But on this occasion, or is that I just washing it? Hang on, I keep getting confused. That's washing it as well. Yeah, okay, it's right both. <laughs> so if I have to get it. Take it to the garage and get it regassed. Yeah, I yeah. don't want it gassed where it's leaking out into the atmosphere and killing the planet. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, causing the heat waves that we had yesterday. Um, so that's the thing that I want to get done next. But I, I just haven't used it. It's been parked outside my house for probably about a week, and before then, I think I went. I took my daughter to the optician, and that was it. We probably, and this is an assumption, have aspirational Porsche owners as listeners. Not necessarily people who own Porsches, but people who aspire to own a Porsche in the future. Yeah, I hope so anyway. Yeah, so do I. I'm going to make the assumption that there are some out there that are one day hoping to own a 996 that isn't left on the street unwashed with no aircon gas in it and unappreciated. Well, I thought you were going to say there's some aspirational people out there and if they want to buy a Boxster, they should contact me. <laughs> <laughs> Is what I thought you were leading up to. No, no. I'm, I just want to talk about your lack of appreciation of what's in your garage right now, or not garage right now, so that the um, listeners can understand that's right. Yeah. He's not appreciating I'm, it right now. I, I think, do you know, I think what would explain it is I feel like I'm in a bit of a funk at the moment. I hear it. I heard it last podcast. I think the other listeners yeah, did I'm, too. You've, I'm, I think you're I'm, losing a bit of your mojo right now, Hushmail. You need, I, a bit, yeah, you need something. Have, yeah, you need, you need a road trip with the boys. I probably do need a road trip. But I'm I'm going on holiday, so that, yeah, that'll that, help. That may refri- reinvigorate you to... Get back into the swing of things with the just do something. Exactly. You know what? You know you should do. You should take the boxster on holidays and leave it there. Who's traceable would, back to me? Hey, who wouldn't love an who wouldn't love a you know a chop top somewhere in Umbria to use when they're on holidays there? I don't think anybody would want a chop top in forty degree heat. Oh no, the Italians are nuts for that stuff. Don't you reckon you get look? Look, I don't know what it's like in the UK, but I've spent a lot of time in Italy. Quite fortunate, and I feel mm-hmm. privileged to do so. But I reckon I could spend at least ten times as much time in Italy in forty degree heat compared to here in Perth. Whereas if you walk outside at forty degree heat, you literally do burst into flames. Whereas over there, you could probably put up with it for a good ten minutes. Um, We've got a whole new ozone layer, so it's a whole different stratosphere of discomfort. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like very different. To give yeah. you an idea, this morning, full cloud cover. I think we probably topped out at about, I don't know, fifteen degrees or so. 
I still would not, there's no way I'd ever allow my daughter to go to school without sunscreen on today. Wow. See, I've had to put sunscreen on my children for the last sort of three days. And it's just so, such a mess when you're trying to do it. And then they come down and they're dressed and you think, oh, crap, they're dressed already. So then you're wrestling them for 10 minutes. Oh, no, you've got it in my ear. You've got this. You've got that. You've put it on my dress. You put it on my shoe. And it's just, honestly, it's just he for as a baby, it starts yeah. from there for us here. You know, it's not even comp. Oh, as part of my morning ritual of getting dressed in the morning, I put on deodorant and I put on sunscreen. It's not even, it doesn't matter what it's going on. If I have to step outside, regardless of weather, the sunscreen has to be on. Otherwise, I'm going to be a statistic. Yeah. Mm, that We're not at that stage yet over here. No, no, you guys, but, you guys are 500 years away from that. I appreciate that, right? But I'm saying hope we are. the temperature, the point I'm making is in Italy, you go over there and you see the forecast, 32 and it's a nothing burger, whereas 32 here is you're in trouble if you haven't got sunscreen on. Yep, I can imagine that. Because in Italy, I think I've been before when it's been in the mid-30s and, you know, you're in hilltop villages and things like yeah, that, yeah, so yeah. there's always a breeze. And, and also the way the buildings are configured or where they're put, I'm sure it wasn't part of a plan, but the way the air travels through them, it always feels a bit breezy. But you can easily walk around a corner and you're in blazing sunshine and you can't go to any of the restaurants or coffee shops nearby because you will just fry. Or they just, um, they're closed because it's 2 p.m. There is that too. That's a little <laughs> bit like where I live though. That's a little bit where I live where you can just go to a shop and you go, I just need to go down to the hardware store. And you walk down there and you go, oh, it's closed because it's Thursday morning. And you're like, what? It's Thursday morning. It's Thursday morning. Why is it closed? Oh, because it's Thursday morning. Closed. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, or or I went down to the opticians to try and make a, an appointment for my daughter, and it was closed for lunch. I mean, that's a it's, that's it's a bit of that, that type of things a bit of a thing at the moment here in Oz, with we're closed due to staff shortages as a result of COVID. That's a thing here. All oh, right, right. But yeah. you're talking about it like it's just. A thing on any day. It's just a thing. Yeah, it's just a thing on any day. Yeah, okay. Or someone will say, yeah. it's just, it, yeah, it's, I kind of quite like it at the same time. It's inconvenient when you say, I'm just going to walk down to the hardware store because it's a 15 minute walk each way. And you go, it's a nice walk. But when you go and think, oh, I've just wasted half an hour, I could have yeah, got in the car and I'm got sh- it from somewhere sh- else. with your logic because if I'm going to the hardware store, I'm coming home with mm-hmm. someone. I don't that want to walk true. home with the fifteen the fifteen minute walk with stuff. I, I want to shop nearby and run my nine nine six. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a that's what I normally do when I go to the big like what are they called over in Australia? Bunnings, 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 uh, not Bunnings, something else, isn't it? Um, Bunnings, the equivalent over here. When I go there. It's different. You you know, you go, it builds up over a period of weeks where you're building a list and then you go and get it all in one go. And that's where stuck, you know, stuff sticking out the sunroof and you're yeah, holding yeah. on to it yeah, on the yeah, motorway yeah, yeah. thinking, oh my God. Whereas if you, just, if you just need some 8G 40 millimeter long screws, you're going to walk down, grab them and walk back. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah, got it. Exactly. Okay. Although there's also the weird stuff that's sold in 
like a village hardware store. <laughs> and it's just that Are you, you talking about left handed ever. screwdrivers here? No. <laughs> or blinker fluid. About, yeah, okay, I, got I'm it. talking about where they've got plate hangers. Now, I've talked about a, a device or a thing that you attach to the wall so you can then display a plate on it. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Which now I, I had to install a display of those not that long ago, wall mounted at very specific locations for my wife's um, vintage plate collection that she bought or she's collected. See, that you don't, you don't get. Uh, a demand for that these days. No, that's an online. So, that was an online so, purchase. So yeah, so you got it on, online. But I when you're to. in there and and you're looking at it on display and it's got a sticker on it, hmm. you know, one of those with the gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah tag yeah. on it. Price one, tag yeah. with the with the. I did work name in, of the. I did spend twenty five years in retail. I I've oh, owned yes. several of those guns. <laughs> well, it's got that on there, and you, you're looking at it and you think that's that's got to have been there for thirty years. That, I need to buy there. that just to make this guy feel better about me walking in his shop. Exactly. Or to make him feel better, to go and ask him if he's got one. <laughs> hey, have you got two of these? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no. He's going to say, let me order you one. The last time I bought one, it was you know, $0.08. Cents. Now it's $1.90 or whatever. <laughs> well, in the, in the next village along, which is a much bigger, but still a local hardware store, mm-hmm. and... It's, it sells a lot more sort of useful stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I walked in there and I was looking for something, but I could hear the two lads working behind the counter talking about working there. Yeah, yeah. And he said, I've been working here weekends for three years. And, and he said, I know exactly where everything is, how much everything costs. And he said, step outside that door and it's completely useless information. You can't reuse it for anything. The three years worth of knowledge that I've built up and when someone walks in, they ask me for something, I know exactly where it is, whether we've got it, and how much it's going to cost. Walk out the door, totally useless information. I had a what job, am I doing here? I had a job like that, Hashmel, in yeah. the military. Surely there were some skills that you picked up. Oh, no one can iron like me. <laughs> <laughs> or, or peel a potato, I thought you were going to say. <laughs> Oh, actually, I'm, I'm pretty handy on the spuds too. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, right? No, in all seriousness, there are plenty of jobs. He's not alone and he's got a life of it ahead of him where a skill set that you can learn in some locations is completely unusable elsewhere outside of that location. That, I want to hit me with one though. There's got to be, I can't, I can't think of another one apart from working in a local shop when you learn stuff about where it is. Where do you think I'm ever going to need the skill to dismantle and reassemble a Browning 9mm pistol? That's obviously when the impending apocalypse happens and you need to go and do a John Wick and dig up the basement floor, yeah, that's, get out your that's trough not me. of weapons. I'm, 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 a, and, I'm, a little, I'm a little guy that lives in Perth, right, that likes driving Porsches. That's not me. Yeah, but you've got to turn your Porsche into like Mad Max style. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. No, no, you're not doing that. No, no, no. This is why I let the zombies take over. I'm all right with zombies. They're all right. You just become a zombie. Yeah, why not? You know, join the masses. I think I'd I should I should learn to weld simply because you want to make a Mad Max nine twelve. Yeah. Well, nine twelve 
plus my 996, so what, non so it's got like a human centipede type of cars or something, is it? I wish I hadn't said that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's talk Porsche for a bit. By the way, just before we move off the human centipede, do you know there's two movies of that? I don't. I don't want to know. I have never seen just, either just, of them. I'm just saying I've not it. seen either, and I don't want to. I just know of the reputation. I've not reputation. seen either of them. I just know about them. Yeah, okay. I don't know why. I know. Another piece of useless information that we should never uh, bring up again. Never repeat. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Um, Porsche Club of Western Australia had a track day again on the weekend that I did not attend because it pissed down rain again, and I don't want what? to go to the track in the rain. Eat the donuts. That's not, that's not helping your lap times. I know, but they'd be fun. And I don't surely. need to go to the – I don't need to drive an hour each way to do donuts. I can do it at the local shopping centre. Oh, hang on. Go and do it. You'll go viral. Yeah, you. you know what? I, I don't know if I want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> i got – there is an Australian influencer of a Porsche um, – I guess, uh, experience coming to Perth who's reached out, who is um, I'm going to catch up with. He's coming in uh, a couple of weeks, so he's here for a few days on holiday and he and his wife are going to catch up and we'll look forward to spending a bit of time with them. That's Jeff from Home Built by Jeff here in oh. Australia. Yeah, so he's, he's actually cool. been on the Porsche Talk podcast pre-Ajmal. Well, surely there was no... P-A-P-T. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say that. It reminds you of that song that uh, my daughter keeps playing. Which one? That pen, pineapple, apple pen. You don't know that one? I don't I don't know that one. Oh, you better write it down because you... your daughter's going to love it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Japanese or Chinese um, piss take song, right? But the kids are loving it. Oh, I I can't get certain songs out of my head. She, she's in an. Oh, this is an earworm that will destroy you as a human. Oh, hey. uh, my daughter's in a complete Ed Sheeran phase. So is my three-year-old. Oh, yeah. Her, my daughter went through that not long ago. The Ed Sheeran. Like we've been through George Ezra. Now we're going through Ed nope. Sheeran, right? Yeah, for me, it's see. I don't mind Ed Sheeran if it's just on in the background. I wouldn't choose to go and buy a cd but i recognize that he's a talented bloke he seems like a nice bloke as well and i did a video youtube video where i talked about why why do people hate him i don't have understand you, have you have you seen that film that he's in that beatles film what was that called oh uh what was it called yesterday not yesterday. yes yes it is called yesterday yeah yeah. yeah 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 have you yeah, seen I that have. film yeah i liked him after the seeing that film now, I don't care if that's him or it's not him. My version of knowing Ed Sheeran now after seeing that film, I think Ed Sheeran's okay. He properly takes the piss out of himself in oh, that. Of course but he does. I, and I, and I, I appreciate it. But I still can't understand why people don't like him. But anyway, the thing with my girls is that they it's only listen he's to two songs. That I feel like that's kind of not a very good reason to dislike someone. It's not. It's 100% not. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like he's a super talented guy. He's um, He seems like a nice bloke whenever I see him interviewed. What has he and, ever done uh, to offend people? Nothing. I don't understand. Is this something I don't know? This is the thing that I always think. Is Has he done something that I don't know about? <laughs> I, just, I just watch him point. or hear him. Actually, I don't, I just in saying that, I don't know anyone that doesn't like him. 
Well, no, but it's, there's people on social media. There's some um, people oh, on the faceless um, minority. Who cares? But I, but I know people who say, "Oh, I can't stand. I hate Ed Sheeran." And but that's like so, going, but, his, but his music's so. It's such a wide variety. It's not saying you don't like the Beatles, right? If you listen yeah, to the exactly. Beatles over the life of their their you know existence, the music spectrum is so broad. You can't say I don't like them completely. There'd be something in there that you'd be that would appeal to you, or the Rolling exactly. Stones, or U two, or any of those iconic bands that have been around for 30, 40, 50 years. If you've got a broad spectrum of music, you can't say I don't like them. I don't get it. Yeah. You know we're going to get crucified for comparing what, by the four listeners. Yeah, yeah, okay. they they could all be like mega Beatles fans, <laughs> and just say, "What the hell are you talking about?" But the thing with listening to Ed Sheeran, my daughter's only like two songs. They only oh. want to listen to and two. They're songs. They're on high rotation too, aren't they? They're killing you with these. They're high complete, rotation. complete rotation all the time. Yeah, I've got. I actually think it's two songs that we get belted on too. Anyway, yep. that aside. A bit more Porsche content I've got in my notes here. They're building an e-fuel facility in Tasmania in Australia, Porsche are. Oh, that's For production of e-fuels that are going to be used globally. That is interesting. It is interesting, isn't it? Especially a place because like Tasmania, which is, you know, about you could chuck a tennis ball and hit Antarctica. It's that bloody cold and south, right? Well, the thing with e-fuels, biofuels, whatever you want to call it, I think they... They're the kind of the holy grail, aren't they? Because then you're not binning every car that's on the road. But in saying kind of- that, at the same time, Oliver Bloom, the CEO of Porsche, has come mm. out and said that 80% of vehicles sold by Porsche by 2030 will be electric. So that still leaves us 20%, right? Which that's, Is that, that going to be GC3s? and? No, nah, 20% is like 911 sales. 911 and Cayman combined is like 20%. I don't think that 911 could go electric. I mean, they've made no announcement about it. Oh, I feel oh, like something came up. I read about there's some battery tech or something. Oh, they're going to go hybrid for sure, but they'll still have mm. a f- petrol only car. Yeah. Right. I don't doubt that's the case, right? So they're putting this investment in e fuel. It's not an insignificant number. It's like it's billions, not millions, right? Oh, well. Yeah. For e-fuel production, which really I think is, is as much an investment of their cars that are still out there. Yeah. They announced this morning, I see, a new electric SUV above the Macan, but not a Cayenne. It's a very slim market in between those two. No, no, not even, no I'd, I would suggest it's to replace the Cayenne because the same tech, there's a software problem at the moment why Macan's taken so long to get to market and Bentley's got the same problem. It's all under the Volkswagen Group, all that, yep. all those cars in that platform, you know, are, problematic at the moment because of some software problems with the electric cars so this suv is likely going to be on the same bentayga platform so it'll be an audi q7 slash eight or whatever it is is it going to be electric so yeah and the um what else is on that platform the um urus Oh, God, yes. Um, there's a whole heap of cars. That and the, on, and the, on that same yeah, platform. the Volkswagen Touareg, 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 yeah, whatever Touareg. it's called. Yeah. Um, but on the, on, on the electrification of these massive, like, you know, um, yeah, like the, the what's electric Ford F? Lightning, F-150 yeah. Lightning. F-150, that, that, the Rivian, um, all of these 
big vehicles that are coming along and they're electrified. Yep. It just feels like, you know, that's got nothing. That's just an evolution of technology rather than an evolution of what we need for this planet. Because oh, there's this no planet doubt does that's the case. I, I yeah, 100% agree we don't with you. need. We don't need massive vehicles that we then have Are to. Are you saying we don't need five-ton trucks to go we to do our shopping in? Exactly, and when they're when they're being moved by these huge electric batteries that have had you know minerals mined from God knows where with small children. Don't say that. It's Western Australia. Process. They all come from. <laughs> but the, but the thing is, it's the you know the the biofuels, the e-fuels, whatever they might be. They are the holy grail because they will mean that you're not then replacing every car on the road with another car, transporting it all around the world while still using those massively polluting tanker trainers, uh, tra- uh, what do you call it? The tankers. Yep. And because they're not electric, they're not efficient yet. They're still old. They're still spewing out. Tasmania is so an island that is a third of the size of the UK. Where do you, how do you think all that e-fuel is getting to market? Yeah, it's it's going on those tankers. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. And and I feel like you know the but the thing with the because the the tankers are the e fuel once they've proven that technology and it starts being mass produced and the price comes down because at the moment the price is huge. It's like ten pounds a gallon or a liter or something. It's it's huge. So it's about the same as ninety eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> whereas, but whereas, if you start going, well, actually, we're going to replace everything that's on the road with these new electric ones, and we don't know what the future holds because we don't know what's going to happen when those batteries are dead. We don't know what it's going to be to, on an industrial scale, recycle those batteries, and then when all the software dies, do we then do they become just dead? Do they become bricks? What happens? Um, I suspect people will go, oh, I've still got my old truck. I'll stick with the diesel engine in it. Just to make it go again. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know the chassis are going to be able to take that, but I understand your logic. Um, interesting you bring up Rivian because I've got some notes here about the upcoming, talking about Oliver Bloom, the IPO for Porsche, the Volkswagen uh, get yes. involved in that are yep. relying on financially. They announced today that they expect it to bring in a market capitalization between 80 and 90 billion euro. Right. Okay. Yeah. Big numbers. Quite a lot. I yep. thought it was a lot. So I thought, I wonder what the other companies out there are worth. Mm. And in US dollars, which isn't, look, I know it's not dollar for dollar the euro, but it's not too far away that you can't use it as a comparison in yep. when we're talking about such stratospheric figures, right? Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. The Volkswagen Group globally. 101 billion today, market capitalization. So they're talking about 90, 80 to 90% of the value of the Volkswagen Group will come just from Porsche IPO. That's nuts. It's amazing, isn't it? When but you think of what else Porsche is in there. historically is very profitable for as a as a business, right? In the last but that, 10 to 15 years. But what's left is obviously you've still got Volkswagen, Audi, Lamborghini. Whatever else is in there. Yep, and everything else, yep. That's insane. To give you some reference, though, Ford. You might have heard of them. They make motor cars. I think, I think I've seen a couple, yeah. 
49 billion. Half the value of Volkswagen. Half the value. Close to half the value of the Porsche IPO is going to be, right? Is this a reflection of how far away from reality and the globally that the the company is now? And GM's at fifty billion, so they're within a billion dollars of each other. Now don't get me wrong, a billion's a lot of money and I could probably live on it for a good six to twelve months, right? However, yep. in the scheme of the conversation we're having, it's hard to grasp that Porsche's worth nearly double that amount. To me, anyway, right? Also, I mean, there's more to do with the market is to do with the actual firms, isn't it? Because if you think about Tesla, for example. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'll get to them, right? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Market capitalization is purely supply and demand. There is no other aspect here that dictates its value. If you want to sell your Ford share, it is only worth as much as someone will pay for it, Right? Yeah. Regardless of its, you know, um, whatever money it brings in, you know, on the side, all that sort of stuff, whether it's a good company, um, ecologically, all these sort of things, that has nothing to do with it other than the stock market's the stock market, right? Yeah. If there are any listeners out there that are in finance, please accept my humble apology for my simplistic attitude towards this. Now, the Rivian... When they mm. floated, were, were, their market capitalization came out at $153 billion, three times the value of Porsche or, oh, sorry, of Ford or GM. Right? What? However, within about six minutes, that's an exaggeration, it's about three or four days, it plummeted to $28 Because it was the hype. Of course. It's tech. Yeah, it's yep. tech, you know what I mean? But in saying that, you brought up Tesla before. Sixth yep. most valuable company in the world that's publicly listed. Seven hundred and sixty-three billion. Uh, but I guess that because that doesn't even that doesn't include SpaceX or anything like that. No, no, no. And motor car and, production. Yeah, and it's and what they started making money two years ago, eighteen months know. ago. I don't know. It I've, wasn't long ago. I I didn't even I wasn't aware they were making money, Ashma. They um because they they were never hitting their production targets and um all the stockholders were getting antsy. But they I believe they started making money. It's only in the last two years, if not eighteen months, that they started Seven actually hundred money. and sixty-three billion dollars. Yep. It just means you can say whatever you want on Twitter. And it will affect the price. I still can't we get my head around the fact that if you tweet, by default, you are a tweet. If you use Twitter, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that aside. The um, So simplistically, the best case scenario that they're budgeting for on the Porsche IPO is only going to be worth about 15% of what Tesla is, right? Yep. Well, that's different. That's different. It's almost like purely a technology company versus a, a motor car company. Is isn't it really? It? That's an interesting comparison you bring up there because <laughs> Apple, you might have heard of them, 
I'm not talking about the uh, I'm talking about the technology company. Yeah, I might have heard of them, maybe. 2.4 trillion. Yeah, because, I mean, just look at the... And, and also, it's a premium device. So it's a premium device. Yeah, it's an aspirational ama- device. What amazed me about that product, and all the brands we've spoken about, with the exception, of, to me, of GM and Ford, right? They're all affluent products. I didn't tell you what a Samsung was or what a Huawei phone is or something like that. I used Apple specifically because Apple only sells in developed worlds with any success. Developed yeah. world countries, right? Not, not third world countries. No one there can afford a 1,000-pound phone or 800-pound phone or whatever the phones cost in the UK or you know what I mean? So, or... 700 US for a phone that's you know that's like a year's wages in a lot of countries yeah I think the because the thing with so a Porsche obviously aspirational sure motor vehicle Tesla same Mm -hmm. and Apple it's an aspirational device and it's a premium device but it's readily available to a large proportion of the world population and there's you know, mechanisms to make it easier to buy for so many people. Do you th- and I do you, guess that's why. What do you reckon is their core product? I don't know. Do you think phones would be their core product? Or do you think it's watches? Or do you think it's iPads? Or do you think it's computers? I'd be curious to know what their core line is now these days as to what brings the money into the company. I think it has to be, I mean, I don't know, but it has to be the iPhone. because that. so, just from sheer volume of yeah. production, wouldn't it? Exactly. And it revolutionised... I mean, they weren't the first people to put an accelerometer in a phone, but they revolutionized the interface. They, inv- of, they invented the smartphone. They, they, oh, I don't know if they did. I think it was the smartphone was probably someone else. I know I had a Nokia, which was called a smartphone before the iPhone came out. What, and it was because, did it offer the comparable functionality of a touchscreen and move stuff around? And No, none of that. So that's, that's what have. I associate a smartphone with, right? Yeah, but it, but the the thing for me was that it did it had apps and it, it went had, to the internet uh, to draw draw information. It went online. Is that what you're talking about? It went online very slowly. Yeah, okay. Um, but also it had uh, sat nav, and it. it had a built-in sat nav, really good camera, and it had the accelerometer, Got so it. it knew that you were moving the phone around. Mm-hmm. And so, they didn't really know what to do with that. Yeah, yeah. So I was just out of curiosity, I was wondering who the person was that bought that one Nokia they ever sold before the iPhone came out like that. Now I know. I, I, I was one of those people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, had it for such, I had it for such a long time and the, and the lens was brilliant on the, on the, the, camera. the camera was fantastic, but it was, it was a bit of a, you know, it's like it's the size of a pack of cards. Yeah. Well, do, you, cards. do you remember that phones got really small for a little while then then went really big again because we all needed screens? Oh yeah. I had, I had the Nokia 8210. That was the one. The little one that that you put in your pocket, and yeah, as soon as yeah, you nudged yeah, anything, yeah. it broke the screen. Yeah, yeah. The- <laughs> and, then, and then you know all you could do was it had it had a radio built in. Yep. And yep. you could play Snake, two player. Yeah. What more and would that you was need? It. Exactly. But then you know even Apple resisted the increase in size in phones for a long time. Because uh, when you look at your yeah, old iPhones, if you got them in your kitchen drawer, listeners, they're in your third drawer down. If you're wondering where they are, yeah. right. The um yeah you pull one out and you go ooh look at this it's almost like a novelty 
It's a kid's phone. Yeah, exactly. They 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 were pretty small when they when they started, and they do a mini now. Have you seen the mini? I haven't. There's there's they do a really small version of one now. But when Samsung first bought out the Samsung Note or whatever it was called, yep. and it had a stylus and it was massive and it was literally like you're putting an iPad up. Yeah, iPad in your ear. You're ridiculous. It's embarrassing. But exactly. But the thing that that launched obviously Apple was the the fact that they could um they they made this interface and they made this complete capacitive touchscreen, whereas everyone else didn't really know what to do with the accelerometer. And even though they launched it in 2G mode only, it's, I mean, look where we are now. It's nuts. They've ruined the world. Do you think, whilst we're on this specific topic, that we needed Mm -hmm. another Taycan model introduced? Because the GDS got released about three weeks ago. We haven't spoken about it on this podcast. And we don't really talk about electric Porsches very often on this podcast. So they've got the Taycan, the Taycan Turbo, the Taycan Turbo S, and they've just recently released the Taycan GDS. Did we need another electric Porsche to pick from in the range? Hang on, what's the GDS? I'm sure it's between the Turbo and the Turbo S or something like that, in the same way that, you know, you've got your Carrera S and between the Carrera S and the Turbo is the GDS is where it sits. I'm sure it's something like that. I haven't yeah. done enough reading or understand it. And I don't know where it financially sits in the spectrum of cars. So, so you know, we talked about, um, did we talk about BMW last time? No. And the subscription heated seats. No, we haven't spoken about that. We haven't. So to me, it, it reminds me of that because you can make, so if the cost of building a model now yeah, yeah. must be the same. So Tesla build a car with everything sure. in it. Yeah, and then you and then pay to have that stuff on or off, right? Exactly. So when you say, actually, I want self-driving, yep. they just send an update through the air yep. to activate it and we'll build it. And you can, you can either, interesting, I heard today, that you can either pay a monthly subscription for autopilot now or you pay for it up front. That, exactly. So what's happened, and the world is going subscription. Sure. It has been for a while. So if any listeners out there thinking about subscribing to this podcast, please do so. Yeah. Hit follow on um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever platform you listen to. Continue, Ashwell. And it's only £25 a month. Uh, (laughs) We don't actually have a Patreon because Ashmal can't pull his finger out of his ass to do so. Just for clarity, my finger is not up my ass. Uh, but but, but uh, I forgot what we were talking about. It was Heated really seats. important. Subscription. Subscription. Yes. So when Porsche make a... Hang on. Let me take a breath. Right. So yeah, when okay. Porsche make a model and they're going to build it with everything in there, mm-hmm. what they'll do is, as a subscription thing, will they say, right, here's the car. What do you want it to be? And you go, well, I want it to be a GTS. And they go on their computer. No. And then they go, it's a GTS. Here's no. the wheels that no. go with I'll t- it. I'll tell you something you interesting about Porsche, what they've done on the electric car front. Mm. I won't make the assumption for you or our listeners, but for me, I've gone on to Porsche Configurator once or twice. Right? No. Yeah, you might be surprised to hear that. <laughs> I've also been on the Tesla Configurator. Hmm. 
the difference between what you can do to your car on Porsche on the configurator is very different to what you can do on the Tesla configurator. I can put in embossed Alcantara headrests on my Porsche configurator. In the Tesla configurator, I can pick one of two colors for my whole interior. That's a manufacturing thing though, isn't it? This is my point. We're not getting a GDS has Alcantara here, bolstered seats there. Um, it has different carpets. It comes with the puddle light when you open the door, which the turbo doesn't. I'm making assumptions here. What, whatever it comes with, it comes with, right? But Porsche, mm. historically, the difference between a Carrera S and a GDS, besides the center lock wheels, which you can't option in, yep. in from Porsche, right, is essentially a collection of um, power up on the engine and Hasm and various other options you could up-spec the Carrera S to, but at a discounted price. You don't get that option in a Tesla. So the tech part of it, sure, the benefits of tech between the models could very well be range and power output in the GDS uh, Taycan versus a Taycan Turbo versus a Taycan Turbo S, but the interior, the touch points, all that sort of stuff, I think will still be very much Porsche focus, not tech focus, is my input. Is that more to do with the type of customer that would buy a Porsche? I think it is. Customization. Why, why would you buy a Taycan Turbo S for double the price of a Tesla Model S Plaid? And and that it looks like everybody else's. But the Model S Plaid is faster, better range, better charging um, options when you're out and about, all those sorts of things. You're buying the Porsche because you wanted the Porsche, not because it is a better car than the Tesla. That is true. Hmm, interesting. Oh, on that vein, in that vein, not on that vein, in that vein, um, Tesla is opening a dealership near me within 10 miles or and I was thinking to go and have a look. Although I've driven a Model S, the performance one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is kind of rip your face off acceleration. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're a run track um, pony. There's no doubt about it. Yep. And, and which is why when I thought, when I drove the Taycan and I did that launch control in it, and then I drove it a little bit further. I didn't drive it very far, but I'd driven the Model S as well. And Porsche is the experience, isn't it? It's, they sell the experience. So when I get into my 996, you know, it puts a smile on my face every time. And it's just, and I sometimes forget that that's what it does when it's sat there for you know a week or 10 days or whatever. The first time I then get into it and I start driving in, I hit a country lane and it puts a smile on my face. And sometimes you forget that you're smiling while you're driving it. Whereas when I drove both of those, they were very similar in how they felt. The experience was very similar. So even though you're in a Porsche, you've got all that stuff around you, you've got the little button that goes Sports Sport Plus. Um, it's more of a knob really than a button. And, no, no, the, um, no, no, the knob's behind the steering wheel. 
Yeah, but the, the in it's the a knob for the sports law plus. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. On the steering wheel. Um and whereas okay, that's a completely different thing, how you experience it when you get in and you, you know, touch stuff and turn on stuff and turn off stuff. But and when you get into a Tesla, when you're actually driving, they're not that different. You know, the regen braking, the all of that stuff and how it accelerates and how it makes you feel a little bit sick because all the talk is there all the time. So if you're a passenger and someone goes, actually, I like my electric car. I like the way it moves off the line. I'm going to do that at every corner. If you're a passenger, you just think, I feel sick. Um, so I, I don't know what, what the Porsche-specific experience is going to be when it comes to having a big lineup of electric cars all the way to whatever sure. it might be, the Boxster. I In Australia, I'm not sure what the situation is in the UK, a Taycan sort of is a Taycan Turbo, the you know one up from the poverty pack, is nine nine two money. So if you go poverty pack Taycan Turbo, poverty pack Carrera, nine nine two Carrera, same sort of money, plus or minus five thousand Australian mm. dollars. There's not much in it, and then comparable costs to load up the options, which you have to on when you buy a brand new Porsche. I still don't see the Taycan as being better value than the 992. One of them delivers a di- much different um, experience. I agree completely with that. I don't know what the cost difference is over here. I'll have to. I'll have a look on the. Look, that must be comparable if, it, if that's the case in Australia. It's just the number, the dollar figure will be your vet or pound figure yeah. will be different, right? So if that's the yeah. case, why are people buying the Taycan? But is it a different kind of customer? Is it someone? Oh, who definitely. Nine Eleven is such a small percentage of Porsche sales now. It's yeah, exactly. Know, as a business so case, think... you'd question why they even make it. It's not. Yeah, you know, the, I'm talking about Carreras and Carrera S's here, right? The as a product, yeah. until you get a GDS, you're not getting a Halo product, are you? Mm. No, absolutely. You know, GD three is. You know, I can I understand why they make that as the aspirational you know, pinnacle of their sports cars, but you're talking yeah. about daily sports cars when you get in a Carrera and Carrera S, right? Absolutely. And, and that's why I think when the, the the kind of person who's going to go and buy a 992 isn't always going to be the one who buys the Taycan. Taycan is, I don't know, I'm just guessing here, but if um, someone who would buy a Tesla is probably someone who's got bucket loads of money who would then go, actually, I'm not going to buy a Tesla. I'm going to buy a Porsche. But there's a gadget thing as well, because as a piece of technology, the Tesla is quite, is something. Um, Whereas the Porsche is a a car that's electric. I've just just had a bit of an epiphany on this point. Mm -hmm. I reckon there's a really good chance, and I'd love to know the numbers on this, and any um, comments would be welcome on the podcast here. I would not be surprised that there are plenty of Tesla owners that the Tesla is their only car. Right? Yeah. I reckon there'd be a lot fewer Taycan owners where the Taycan is their only car. Actually, no, I'd agree with that because... Yeah, I, I, I reckon a lot of Taycan owners... Well, the percentage of Taycan owners would be, I don't reckon they'd be first-time Porsche buyers. 
I'd be surprised they're attracting brand new people to the brand. Yeah, there mm. would be a percentage of them. Don't get me wrong. There will be some, but I bet there's lots of existing second, third, fourth, fourth time they've actually ever owned a Porsche have gone out. I want an electric car. I love Porsche. I'm going to buy the Porsche version of it as opposed to looking at it independently going, what's the best car in the market? Ah, the Porsche. I've never bought one before. I'm going to go and buy the electric one. I've just had a different kind of epiphany on that. Let's hear it. Well, it's to do with TV shows. Oh, good, good, yeah. And UK TV shows, Heard I was them. just saying to my, to my wife the other day that there aren't any car chases in them anymore. Sure. And, and I was thinking, is that because of speed bumps? So Is that why they bring were, out the Safari 992? So probably, you can bring back car probably. chases? Yeah, yeah. yeah, car chases, and <laughs> there's because because in all you know in the in the eighties like the car was the icon, and and recently Top Gear did an episode on you know sure. iconic TV cars, and the cars kind of made that made the show you know, and then they talked about the classics you know, uh, the Ford Capri from Professionals, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Uh, Gran Torino from Starsky and Hutch, Me. all of those, yeah, sure, and and then and I was thinking, well. Because we don't get the car chases, what would happen then if a modern day TV show like I don't know The Line or um, what's the other one Luther or something, and there's a car chase just involving electric cars, but they're hitting all of the speed bumps? Well, it wouldn't be possible because when you're hitting when you're heading towards an object or a junction above the speed limit and you're not braking, the car's going to stop you, isn't it? Are you saying it won't be as exciting? Uh, I think it would because you don't know what the car's going to do because you you don't know what the programming is. Am I heading towards the junction? I want to drive straight through. Is the car going to go, uh-uh, you're not doing that? And then it got me thinking about Doberman dogs. I can see the link here. Well, I was thinking you used to see Doberman dogs in, in movies and TV shows. You I've, know, got one. In I've, Magnum. Got, hey, I've got one, but one with legs only this long. Is that... Like a dash hound. I have a dash hound, yeah. <laughs> it's a token <laughs> without its legs. Well, the thing is, I was thinking, you know, in Magnum, yeah, yeah. Higgins yeah. had the two, what they're called, Apollo and Zeus or something. Wait, what happened? Um, well, if you're going to go down this path, what happened to Alsatians? Alsatians, yeah, Alsatians is another Since one. Since Inspector Rex, there hasn't been one in, on TV. There, there hasn't been one on TV, but also uh, like think movies like Fletch. <laughs> uh, with Chevy Chase had Dobermans in, uh, Dobermans. or Rottweilers. Yeah, Rottweilers. How long ago? And, how long? Is it, so what you're saying is Dobermans aren't scary anymore. Well, yeah, apparently so because they're because they're automated. Watching, they were drones the whole time. Exactly. And then I was watching. What got me thinking about that is, as well as while I was talking to my wife about it, Columbo was on, <laughs> and it was the episode where the guy trains the dogs <laughs> to kill, you know, the victim. And and they were Dobermans. Of course they were. And then, it, but from there, it got me thinking: whatever happened to the classic quicksand scene in a movie? I haven't seen one in years. So what I need you, you is think, a car you think, chase. You don't think they came up with Dober, a Doberman driving a car through a city highly populated into quicksand? Well, that's the thing that I was about to say. I need to link all those things together. They've got to go over speed bumps. And there's got to be something, yeah, there's got to be something where they're trying to override the software because what was the movie where 
Oh, you can see the pause like uh, right on the screen right now, doing this. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but what's the movie? The Last Boy Scout with Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. Have you ever watched that? No. Um, it's where he's with, I think it's Damon Wayans, sure. is the co-star, and they're motoring down a 7 Series BMW down the highway, and they're trying to work out how to stop the ABS from kicking in because he wants to spin the car around. And that is what the Dobermans are discussing in the Tesla about how to stop the car software from stopping them going through a junction before they land in the quicksand. Hey, last great car chase scene in a film. Ronin. 100% agree with you. Possibly one of the best car chase scenes ever in a film. Yeah. Oh, it's just so edge of your seat. It's Yeah, like it is. It looks like... No stuntmen were involved. It wasn't planned. Anything could happen at any moment. Oh, it really felt like that. It yep. did. And, you know, because the thing is, they didn't totally do that thing where, you know, sometimes where there's a massive disparity in the performance of a car. Yep. It's like the, what was it, the Sunbeam Sunbeam Tiger, was it? Or what, in the James Bond movie? I yeah, think that, it can the miraculous, that can miraculously accelerate from zero to 103 seconds, even though I did it in nine in real life. Yeah, exactly. And I think it was the same thing in, what was the movie? Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Where he's up against a 9-11. And he's in like an old sunbeam. Yeah. And he's able to stay ahead of a 9-11. An old sunbeam. (laughs) Whereas I quite like the fact that when it flipped over onto its side, he just pushed it back over and they got in. And drove off but it, but in that movie Ronin they it, it felt like they made enough of an effort to make sure that there wasn't a massive disparity in the type of performance of the car where you look you know five minutes down the road and one hasn't left the other one yeah they're yeah. still close together yeah, because yeah. you know because of the way the yeah, conditions the seven series yeah, only yeah, goes as it. fast as the seven series goes the um exactly I'll tell you something alarming whilst you're talking about it, then I just googled it yeah. 24 years ago. Ronin? Yes. Oh, my God. I, well, I guess that does make sense. 1998. De Niro is old now, isn't he? he, he mate, when is De, uh, except for Taxi Driver, when has De Niro been young? Uh, Raging Bull. Oh, yeah, yeah, fair cop. Yeah, yeah. And obviously Mean Streets <laughs> and... Godfather. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wouldn't know this unless I was as old as you. <laughs> well, I just I'm I'm a bit of a movie nerd. So. <laughs> anyway, I reckon we've pulled the I reckon we pull the pin. This has been enough for tonight. We are going yes. to endeavour to have a guest next podcast. Yes, I can't guarantee who it'll we be. Need- it. I've got a couple of people up my sleeve. Uh, I have two. Potentially, we said. So go on. If the timing yeah, um, works with shipping, new sponsor. Yes. How do you mean? New, new uh, podcast sponsor incoming. Oh. Depending if the shipping oh, goes okay. So yes. that could be a potential one. Oh, my oh, hang goodness. On. I just got to give a personal exciting. plug here. And this is, if you've listened this long to the podcast, there <laughs> is a, um, oh, I can't even believe I haven't brought this up. I was in my GD4 the other day and someone reversed into me. No. Yes. You're, saying, you're telling me this now. Oh, no, I know. I just oh, realized. That's how this no, whole conversation thing. started, right? 
<laughs> anyway, oh they hit me in the back right quarter. It was a like a 22-year-old Corolla, a Toyota Corolla. Completely flogged. Not one panel the same colour as the other. Like the car was worth probably about $250 Australian. Backed in me out of a handicap spot, or what we call in Australia, an Akrod oh. parking spot, as I'm waiting for a different parking spot. Looked, then pissed off. No. Way, right? And I was furious, right? And um, you, it, was, it, was, it was a touch. It wasn't a bang and move the car or anything like that, right? And the area in Perth that it occurred has a notoriously high number of state housing premises in it, okay? Right. Not to make assumptions, however, the chance of them being insured enough for me to fix the problem I got, their day was right then was a lot worse than mine was right then. I was in a situation where I was enjoying driving my GD4 and they're in a clapped-out old Corolla that probably wasn't even registered into my car and whatever damage was done to my car would have been the last of what they had left. So Do you know what? I didn't pursue it, right? I was furious at yep. the time but took a deep breath, 100% appreciated the life I live. Get out of the car, look at it, a few bumps and scratches, that sort of thing. Have a close look. It's in the PPF. Oh, done its job. Got out the heat gun, pulled the PPF off, got out the the buff wheel, cleaned it up. Don't get me wrong, the rear bumper does need repainting at some point because of this. But unless mm. I point it out to you, you don't actually know what's happened, Pajma. That You should take that as a win then. Best case scenario. Yeah, because I actually thought you were going to say that you felt the bump, turn around, it was two Dobermans and a Tesla, and you gave chase. Over a speed hump. <laughs> yeah, and it ended up in quicksand. I just saw that coming out straight away, and I thought, oh, my God, this stuff writes itself. Anyway, the, I then, the, I, inside my door jam, there's a sticker. And I look at the logo on the sticker, and it's the company did the PPF on my car. I didn't do the PPF. Previous owner did. Oh, it was already. Right. right. I've noticed a couple of times, and then I'm thinking – I follow this person on Instagram. And I'm going through my notes on Instagram. thought I'd send them out saying, look, I'm going to need this section of PPF replaced at some point. And I'm going through and I see a note there. Hey, Mark, I see you're a local influencer here in Perth. Love to give you some sample car cleaning products to trial and see what you think of them for feedback. So Auto FX in Western Australia, thank you very much for, because I went around there to get them to look at the PPF replacement. They said, Mark, We've actually got this stuff put aside for you that we sent you a message about a month ago that you haven't come back to us about. So I go in there and they've got a brand of product called Optics. Because it's been pissing down rain the last week or so, haven't had a chance to trial them yet, but I will try these car care products that are their own in-house wow. brand effectively. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. But I just want to give a shout out to companies, local companies that support local influencers to market their products. Nice. That is a great outcome. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, really good. And and you've connected with another business. That's good. Yep. And people and hopefully they will promote us too. And so we can get five listeners. Same company that painted the calipers and put the GR decals on my GR Yaris. What? Yeah. It is indeed a small world. Well, it's a small town. It's Perth. In fact, your village is about the size of Perth. 
That's like 700 people. Everybody knows everybody here. Yeah, that's like Perth, yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> that is true. Um, anyway. But with the, with, going back to the guests. Yeah, there's a, there's a yeah. couple of... So we've got a we've got upcoming channel sponsor who we're going to have on as a guest who has a Porsche connection and offer a range of products that are sympathetic to Porsche owners. So we'll talk more about that when they come on, hopefully in the next week or so, maybe two weeks. Um, yeah, I'll be in Italy, remember. You may be able to collect the goods in person. And you can you can have a sit on the beach. Oh, actually in Umbria, sit at a hilltop village, sipping um, whatever the local red wine there is, and um, eat cheese, and have your laptop up, and we can do the podcast with the two of you sitting there. Nice. No, it's Sagrantino. Sagrantino the is wines. that okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's unlikely I'll get a signal up there though. No, nah, it's not. It's Italy. Everyone's got a phone in Italy. <laughs> Believe me, you're gonna have a signal. You see Granny's not walking around in at 95. Hmm? Well, I guess it's been a couple of years because uh, not a couple of years. Yeah, a couple of years since the, since the pandemic. We used to go to Italy every year. Yeah, yeah. But since the pandemic, we've not well, been. Look and classes. obviously with and people in the UK will know that there are flights from Heathrow being cancelled all the time. Yeah, left, right and centre. Yeah. So, look, it's a global yeah. problem. It's not just a UK problem. It's happening in the yeah. US. It's happening in Australia. Yeah, so I might still be here next week. So. Yeah, look forward to it. <laughs> the um, uh, other guests, I think we're going to try and get Laura back on if she ever Lara. goes home. Oh, Lara, sorry. Sorry, Laura. Right? Yeah, look, uh, there is a Laura I've been dealing with to try and get on as a guest that I'll talk to you about off air. Um, and um, so that was where, sorry, Lara. So yeah, if you ever go home, Lara, we will um, get you back on again unless you can – you may actually see her in Italy. No, she's at, like, complete different end of the country. Yeah, she – oh, okay. Yeah, but I think she's going to stay long enough to get residency because she's been there forever. She has been there forever, but I believe she is coming to the UK at some point. Okay, sure. Um, so that would be good. Uh, we said we'd get PJ back on as well now that he's done Classics of the Classics Clubhouse. clubhouse. Yeah, now, he's, now, he can, um, now he's calmed the farm. He can just sort yeah, of exactly. He was decompress he was a bit, properly stressed before, yeah. and but he's he's a lot more relaxed these days. So we'll be good to get him back on. Yeah, um, and uh, we need to get some uh, more new people on, which we've got stuff in the pipeline. Are you are you aware of a Australian um, Porsche personality called Ron Goodman? I've heard the name, but I've not. He's been a guest on the podcast. Him pre-Ajmal, right? And mm. he races 356s in the US. Oh, wow. Owns a 904 tribute car. Owns half a dozen 356s at least, right? And wow. he's doing a charity drive that's to raise funds from Sydney to Uluru in a 356 Ooh. that he's built specifically for the job. How many miles is that? Look on a map. It's like probably from the equivalent of your place to the back to Budapest. Oh, wow. All right. But most of it's desert. Right. Um, so he's he's got that um, coming up quite soon. And he also, he sent me a message the other day. I think we might try and get him on. He's an incredibly humble guy and he's fantastic, interesting 
person. He recently built a 356 with a radial engine that is manufactured, designed and manufactured here in Australia with nitrous. Wow. <laughs> nitrous? Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, you, my this, God. This amazing. You Google him. Do me a favor. Ron Goodman. Just Google him, right? I and will. um he's there's a short film that's been made about him racing his three five six in the US. And that video that watching that film on YouTube is enough to yeah, you're gonna you're gonna love it, I'll tell you. So I'll I'll get in touch yeah. with reach out and see if we can get him on before the um drive he's gonna do to Uluru. Uluru is the traditional name for Ayers Rock, the big rock in the middle of Australia. I thought that was another know. place name you made up. I didn't want to say. No, that's okay. So, yeah. Well, a lot of Australian place names sound made up. Yep, that's fair. Yep. <laughs> I, I get that. But, but um, yeah, so it's a, it's a long drive in a 356, and it's half safaried up, and it's, yeah, he's got all the spares on the roof rack and all this sort of stuff. So oh, and it's all nice. been, he's custom painted it with, um, he's had someone come in and do all indigenous paintwork on the, um, on the Brilliant. on the three five six with his you know um, own color on the on the uh, in the background, yeah, check it out. So anyway, I'm going to try and get Ron Goodman on. I think everyone would love to hear get a catch up with what he's up to in his life and this expedition he's about to do. Fantastic! I can't wait to read about. It. I'll read about him and watch that video definitely. He is a morning person. Which makes me a very early morning person if we were to get him on. Like he starts work at like he's one of these guys that starts work at three AM and works through to eleven type thing, you know what I mean? What? Where is he? Sydney. Oh, he's in Sydney. Yeah. So he's two okay. hours ahead of me. But I actually have to go to Sydney in the next in about a month or so. So maybe I'll just try and tee it up so I go and meet him at his premises and we do the podcast from there. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. I think check out his place. You can make a video when you're there as well. What a video, mate! I'm done with those for videos. months. One of those things that go on that thing on the internet. What's it YouTube. called? YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, I've, 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 my motivation for videos has dwindled significantly since I've been enjoying doing this with you and with all the listeners. I've really enjoyed this, and and the YouTube thing is because you're not getting the. I don't know, it's feedback because it's just you talking to a camera, yeah, which yeah. I, I do actually like it. Um, I, a lot of it's to do with I don't get out of the house. Yeah, okay. I don't, I don't leave the house that much. When it's so hot, I don't like getting out. When it's raining, I don't like going out, which is most of the time here in the UK. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to endeavour to make more videos, but I've really enjoyed this and I've enjoyed the feedback that we've got from people and obviously getting the guests on has been, been amazing. Yep, good fun. All right then, let's catch up in the coming week or so. Thanks, everyone, for listening yes. as well. Any parting words? Um, Rosebud. I listened to Andy and James's Kerbin Kenyon podcast this week. Which one? I think I've li- – is that the one from last I, week? I listened to the first one. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, I've, listened, I've to listened to it. So, the, yeah, the I'm boys are doing a great job. Eight. Good fun. Yeah. Not too dissimilar to what we do. They're probably a bit more focused than we are, right? But the um, yeah, they are a little bit. They, they're doing a good job. They're keen to come on as guests. I don't know how to go with four of us, but it could be a bit of fun. Oh my goodness! Is that like crossing of the streams? <laughs> we go through this again, <laughs> are we? 
<laughs> it goes for scissors, I mean, not anything else. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with the sword fight at a pub after four beers. Okay. Or <laughs> <Yeah>. then. <laughs> Great to talk to you tonight, mate. Thank you very much. You Have too. a great day, everyone. And please think about following us on Apple Podcasts. All comments are appreciated. Send us a message on Instagram to either Ajmal at Flat Cap Driver or me, Mark, and Cars. It's Mark with a C. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you. Thank you very much.